Hello and welcome to Out of Our Heads, a pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bordner and Nick Perapapas. I'm Joe. Hey, I'm Joe. Oh, we're, we're both Joe this week? Okay, I'm okay with that. Okay, Joe, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. I've been inside a lot lately because it's so, so hot and my house doesn't have air conditioning. Right, it's been like 100 degrees. Yeah. What do you think of this little preamble bit we do on over half the episodes now where we just talk about the weather? <laughs> the weather's an exciting thing to talk about, Joe. Some of my favorite conversations to start with strangers are about the weather. I saw my grandparents this weekend. That was good. Uh, I was in Philadelphia. I went to the Franklin Institute. I went to the Marvel exhibit there. I took a photo with uh, Benjamin J. Grimm, the thing, my personal best friend. <laughs> Uh, that was good. Uh, they they had a lot more comic stuff there than I expected. They had a chart that explained all the various Captain Marvels. Wow, that was must be helpful. Very useful for my dad, who was confused about them, and also a little bit for me, to be honest. Hey Joe, you uh, bring me anything back from your trip? Well, I didn't bring you anything back <laughs> from my trip, but I brought something back for me. Oh, uh, which is a one dollar reprint of. Bizarre Adventures number 27, the one X-Men comic I had never read because it was only printed in England. So backstory around that, a couple years ago I, I, I decided, hey, I'm going to read every X-Men comic ever, and I did, except I, I failed to read this one inconsequential book about Phoenix and her sister getting kidnapped by Atuma the Atlantean. It's a little dumb. There's a flashback within a flashback, which is weird. So basically the story of this is that Sarah Gray, Jean Gray's sister, after Jean initially died on the moon during the Dark Phoenix saga, uh, she's visiting her grave and she's like, oh, I'm gonna remember this time that I went sailing with Jean and we got kidnapped by Atlanteans. What? Uh, anyways, it's, it's fine. It's a little bad. It's, 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 you know, it's written by Chris Claremont so that the dialogue is you know, overwrought, but kind of fun. All the women in this comic are, are in bikinis all the time because it's a, a beach adventure, and then they get kidnapped by the Atlanteans, so they're put in sexy swimwear, I guess. It, it's weird. It's entirely inessential. If I hadn't read it, I wouldn't be missing anything. The art is nice. It's, it's very much, you know, a, a relic of its time. All right. So, Joe, yeah. how does it feel to uh, have read every single X-Men comic? Well, there's one more Nightcrawler story that was printed in England that oh. I have never read. Is it but... called, like, a Nightcrawler series? Uh, no, I think it was in the same uh, magazine that is reprinting, because there was an Iceman story, there was a Phoenix story, and there was a Nightcrawler story. Mm -hmm. um, and they've reprinted the Iceman story in Uncanny X-Men 600, and they've reprinted this Jean Grey story in this uh, reprint comic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know where you can find the Nightcrawler story, but I... You know, might set out to find it at some point in the near future. What do you so. got for me? <laughs> uh, well, this morning, actually, again, I, I finished uh, Uncharted 3, so I have my Uncharted 3 opinions for you. Excellent. Yeah, I think I've talked a little bit about how these games go. It's Nathan Drake. He's on another adventure. He's got to find the lost city, a ram of the pillars, which I've never heard of, and they keep calling it Atlantis of the Sand. Right. Yeah, that's how it usually goes. Um, and this game, in comparison to the last, the second one, some things I was complaining about in the second one were like, well, everything could be slightly better. Just basically just keep improving, right? Um, mm -hmm. And... I was also saying that the story aspect in the second one felt like a rehash of the first one and that there could be more focus on characters and background stuff. And I would say that this game does a lot of that. It definitely feels improved. Set pieces are still not really improved, but you know, still exciting, new, fun. Uh, right. The puzzles really improved. They got more challenging, more interesting. The shooting, just as good. Um, and then there was a couple other elements that they added. You know, the other games sort of had them. 
but now there's like a, a pretty big focus on like fist fighting which is just sort of like quick time like triangle square you know in the moment yeah. um but it, it does feel good like you know when you, you have the option to sort of fight someone instead of shooting them so it's not i don't know there's like it, it makes fights more dynamic sometimes mm-hmm. and then there they added a lot of like sequences where you're running and you're just sort of chasing someone around and the, you have to make quick decisions and jumping and stuff uh, it's just like bigger parts of the game that i think a lot of the time made it feel like the story and the game were more connected uh, so more like an interactive movie than the last one um there, there's, there's a part in this game sort of near the end where you're just stuck in the desert and the only thing you have to play is just you, you know, push the toggle forward and he's just walking around the desert being tired and huh. it, it's a solid seven minutes and then it just cuts and it's nighttime in the desert and he's still walking and then i mean it's, it's all story it's just like it's not much story he's just walking in the desert but you, you sort of feel his desperation like it, it, that's how this game feels a lot it's like um you know you're playing the story more. right yeah, uh, so I think that was much better. And I like the new elements they added and made it more, you know, more stuff going on. And, you know, the climbing is just as good and all the stuff was, you know, just as good as the last one. So that was good. I thought the locations were interesting. Um, going into the story at the beginning, like the plot stuff, um, there was a couple just sort of silly things that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Like it opens with them being shot and then they're like, ah, oh, surprise, we planned this all along, which is just sort of silly. And, and the villain in this game is like a secret British organization. I don't know. It's just a little more ridiculous in that way. Mm. Um, this sounds like the kind of ridiculous stuff that I actually like. No, I like <laughs> it. I just, like... it just seems more ridiculous than the previous two games established. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like a different, I, I didn't mind it. it. Just sort of the story, some of the plot things where it's like, oh, and then your friend dies, but it was all a hallucination. It's just like, all right guys you know like it doesn't not work so it's not like a wheels within wheels conspiracy type thing it's more just like oh things are happening but oh they didn't really happen yeah there's there's a lot of that okay Um, they introduce a new character so that you know the plot is interesting enough they do they do a thing this time around where there's a flashback level Mm -hmm. uh where it sort of explains the relationship between nathan drake and his like mentor sully um and right the man who rescued the plane the man who rescued the plane. At the end of this one, Sully's like, I bought a new plane. And they're like, ah, oh, cool, Sully. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Um, anyways, I thought that was interesting because the relationship with those two always seems central to the story, but not mm-hmm. like that explored. So I, I liked getting some insight on that. The villain is supposed, you know, appears in the flashback too, but right. then they don't really do anything with that. You know, it starts where the, the, the villain, this British lady, is like drugging people and makes one of the, the new characters sort of hallucinate and fight the good character you know like mm-hmm. sort of ah i was drugged and then that comes up a couple more times and it sort of it does come back in the end sort of as an explanation and it makes sense but they just use that a lot for like silly like there's one point you think sully dies and then right. he just doesn't it it just sort of felt unnecessary mm-hmm. um and then at the end it felt very similar to the second one where you're like ah oh, secret city but something supernatural is a little bit wrong and i was like okay now i really feel like i'm rehashing this the thing I did like a lot about this game is, like I said, you're you know you're playing the story. But the interesting thing for me was there was this whole thing going through where it felt like Nathan Drake was going through a character arc, and everyone was like, "Dude, you got it! Like you're doing too much! Like you're pushing this! Like you're you're gonna die! Like it's not worth it! Like it's mm-hmm. all for like treasure, like the glory, you know, you know this sort of adventure thing he's going on, and his you know love interest in the last one, the Elena. I don't know if I mentioned her name, but you know it seems that he proposed to her or something happened and went wrong it seems that he you know they were gonna get married and then he went and had to keep doing adventures and that sort of thing he's like right. 
you know and it seems that Sully's an old man and he's being hurt it's a lot of like hey Nate you're going too far you're going too far uh, things like that and then mm-hmm. he's like in the desert alone and you're like woof but then they they also don't really go anywhere with that like right. it, like it, there's no like it seems like a very video gamey thing where like you'll have a theme but like yeah. the, the gameplay is like sort of counter that because yeah. you need to keep having it exactly game. exactly so it, it seems that he should like stop but then he you know has to do the adventure in the end so he does the thing he wants the, the only thing is that at the end of, end of this game he seems to you know decide to stop doing adventures sort maybe i don't it, that's not really said mm-hmm. but he he does end up he's like ah, i'm gonna marry the girl right Right. So that's the only sort of implication that he's changed in any way. So I'm not sure if that's true. But there is also a fourth game. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to get to that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you're saying that there's no way he stops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a time jump. Maybe it's like him getting back in the game after a while. I'd, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's my theory about this game that came out like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. So that I, I really enjoyed this game for trying to put these story aspects forward, I, I found it more interesting and, and engaging because of that, especially mm-hmm. some of the gameplay scenes where it's like, ah, horses, and there you're on a horse, or like you're just walking around the desert. just felt like that felt really good, mm-hmm. just uh, playing a game like that. Um, and it felt like a big improvement just looking back on the first one, where it's like just, you know, story is an excuse to shoot people. It was a lot of fun in that way. I think that the second one is probably a better game as a game, right. but I enjoyed the story in this one a little bit more. Um but I think it had some silliness and little problems. But overall, if they keep making the games in this way where they implement the story more, then I think I'd be very interested. So I, it's almost there. Almost there. We'll see yeah. how the fourth one is. What the fourth one needs to do for me is, you know, keep up how good of games these are, how great these games are, and then uh, just push the story forward. Right. Have some sort of arc, have some sort of fleshed out backstory, which I, from what I understand, the fourth one does have a lot of. Yeah, I mean, something I find interesting is just, like, how in the last ten years, video games have gone from something where, like, you know, only really role-playing games had, like, these dense narratives. Yeah. Uh, Now, like, you know, a lot of games have to have, like, these big cinematic stories. Yeah. Uh, Like, Spider-Man does. Uh, I haven't finished that one, but uh, Uncharted obviously does, like, just a lot of those Sony games, especially. Like, that's interesting to me, how, like, we've prioritized that as a medium. I, I, I mean, it, it just, it really does make it more engaging. Because mm-hmm. then you're just more invested in the characters and what's going on. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because like, for me, like, I, I play a lot of older games, so I'm more into, uh, like, the technical aspects yeah. of that. Like, just, you know, uh, if I'm playing Mega Man, for example, I just, you know, I want to run and jump and shoot and such. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not really playing that for any sort of dense narrative, which, in you know, in that game doesn't exist. But I'll also, you know, I think that... Video game narratives can often be really cool and sometimes more engaging because you are inherently connected to the character. Yeah. No, like in this one, Sully dies at one point, and I was pissed. I mm-hmm. was like, I'm gonna kill all these guys. Yeah. I don't know. This is more fun <laughs> like that. I also like it a lot when I when I don't die. Like like because if you if you die in a fight over and over, you just start recognizing the patterns. Mm-hmm. But what this game does very well is that you sort of you feel like more like you're living it because you're like, where am I gonna jump? And you're like, I don't know which street to turn on. And you turn. There's also like a a dust storm in the middle of this game and you're like uh, right. I, did, I did a lot of like is that rock a person and i was <laughs> i don't know like things like that oh That's one really last thing funny. i will say one nitpick is um the last fight in this they always have like a last fight with the big boss yeah the last one in this one is a fist fight really bad really probably the worst really really bad. yeah worse than the like anything in the first game was this it was it was quick time it was like triangle circle like you had to uh, do patterns but it was like the cuts were really bad 
So, like, he would put you in a hold, and you get out of it, and it would just, like, sh- you would be in a different place when he released you. Weird. It was it was really bad. I didn't even get it at first, because I was, like, doing our end the fight, and I was like, there must be something else. And I kept trying to jump off the, like, platform. Mm-hmm. I Actually, I called Matt. I had to call Matt for help. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, No, it wasn't even hard, because I remember That's the last... really funny. <laughs> the, last, the last game, the entire 2, I played it so, the last level so long, but I got, I got what was going on. I was like, I have to beat this guy. Mm-hmm. And this one, I was just confused, but it was really easy. I was like, I was like, what? Like, it can't be this stupid. And it was. <laughs> That's it. That's my review. You want to talk about Stranger Things 3? Yeah, sure. All right, I watched it more recently. Maybe I'll... Yes, you did. So this uh, this season starts off, uh, to be completely honest, I, I didn't remember a lot of the second, and I don't remember particular events too much. I mean, I think we should, you know, explain our positions on Stranger Things, okay. because I think neither of us are as big on it as a lot of people are. Okay. Like, I still enjoy it. I think that they have a talent for building compelling characters often. Not all the time, but often. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I love seeing the character interactions in these shows. But, uh, you know, I, I think their narrative building isn't always the best, and it's kind of always been downhill since season one for me. Uh, I like... I, I thought season two was kind of bad in a lot of places, but I also don't remember it very much, which is maybe just indicative that it was pretty boring for me. Yeah. Um, I remember liking the first season some i liked it um mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty like neat like you know concise story like there was everything made sense it wasn't too con- there wasn't too much going on the way that there sort of is in season two and season three not too much too much but like way more right right and the first one's a pretty straightforward story the second the second season's a little more complicated i don't really remember what goes on some of the characters split up there's new characters uh, you know it gets a little bigger yeah um and i remember not liking it that much but you know being engaged and I was never such a big fan of the first one. There was a lot of, you remember, a lot of hype around the first season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. The second season, I liked it, you know, as much. Maybe a little bit less, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't really think about it until season three just came out. And, you know, I was relatively excited. I haven't watched a TV show in a while. Yeah. So I was excited to just sort of, like, binge and relax and know what I'm going to watch every night, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, this season opens, and uh, Eleven and Mike are doing lots of kissing. Um, that's sort of how it starts. That's really that's what I true. remember of how it starts. Um, and that's sort of a problem all around. Right. There, there's a lot of focus on romance Yeah. in this. Yeah. I mean, especially their romance, but just, like, in general, kind yeah. of. Well, yeah, it starts, and then Hopper has a problem with that because they're kissing too much, and, you know, he's become sort of the father, too. Right. Uh, how how deep into spoilers are we going to go since it's been out for a few weeks, and I feel like most people uh, who want to watch it have yeah, seen it. I don't know. Not too deep. Not too deep. Yeah. Need yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of episodes. I don't... You know, I don't love the thread about Hopper being mad that his kid is kissing another kid. Really? Um, yeah, I thought it was really annoying, and it makes him incredibly un- unsympathetic. I think the idea of just, oh, I'm a parent, and I, I, I don't like that my, my kid is growing up is... You know, if they had played that in a different way, mm-hmm. I could have found that more interesting. Sure. But instead it just comes off as him being angry and aggressive... And they also don't interact actually that much during the seasons. Yeah, so it, actually. It lessens that impact for me. If it was, you know, more about him being, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sad that uh, this girl who I've known for, you know, two, three years now is, like, becoming an adult and maybe she doesn't need me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that would be more interesting, I think. The, and I think that's subtextually there, but it's never 
yeah really compounded upon in the way i want it to be yeah i you're right there isn't a lot of scenes with them sort of transitioning to that yeah um, and instead it just makes him look controlling I yeah think. i i sort of i always believed it this season mm-hmm. i always believed that he was the father figure and i assume that's because i sort of forgot what was going on the second one a lot but i think they did a lot of hanging out last season probably yeah, yeah. um and it, you know when they were together i did feel that they were connected in that way i don't know it I understood that he was being angry, but I never didn't understand. I thought that it sort of made sense for him to be annoyed by this constant kissing. You know, maybe that's just a me thing. Sure, but the, I don't know. There's just a lot of him this season, and he's, yeah. you know, that's really not all of it. And, you know, later on, he's hanging out with Joyce a lot, and I feel like he comes across the way he should then. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I just think that compared to the first two seasons, he's in a lot more of a negative light. When I don't think they really intended for him to be in one, which I think is a problem. Since hmm. I'm not that sure. indicates they're not completely thinking about the narrative, but maybe I'm wrong. Mm, I think that they came across he came across the way they wanted him to, which is, you know, sort of a bum. A little bit angry. Like I'm this you know, there's right, right, multiple right. not scenes, you know, little cuts I remember of him just like but like sitting on the the lounging chair, drinking beers or like that. He right, did, and being grumpy. Or... Yeah, like like I just sort of get it, and he's like alone. I don't know. I feel like that's they're trying to highlight that. Not, I don't think it's not on purpose. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I guess he could come up as unlikable in the first one, but I you know for me I understood that, and I was like yeah he's grumpy, but like I get him. I don't know. I was okay, okay with him the whole time. Yeah, I mean I I like his grumpiness. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I think that's you know. Uh, a good character trait and it, it it's makes him endearing in a lot of ways but you know i think this season it doesn't come off as well for me all right um there's also um you know mike and 11 kissing too much is affecting their friends right uh, everybody's sort of splitting up this season will is very annoyed i actually will was one of my favorite characters this season i agree um i th- i wish there was more of him since after yeah. episode three or so that plot lines pretty much dropped yeah will is just upset that until it's... like the final scene his other friends are sort of more into girls, and he they don't hang out like they used to. Right, um, which I found to be very relatable because yeah. I was very much that kid. <laughs> no, I, I thought that that was a really genuine like thing that I'm sure many people go through. Like it just felt very mm-hmm. real and very like not complicated, but like something I don't see often. Yeah, and yeah. so I just I liked his little like you know, you know he was being a bit of a baby, he was yeah. crying and like, but like I got it, I understood, it, and I actually wish they did a little more with it. Because mm-hmm. at one point he's like, it's fine. We have bigger, like the plot kicks in and they're like, we have bigger things to deal with. Yeah. And that's sort of that. <laughs> and I, then they don't talk about it ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it comes up at the not end. Even, not even to his brother, which is odd. I don't know. I, but I liked Will this season for that. And I thought that he came across well and I liked his, I like seeing him be upset about his friends. Yeah. I feel like somehow you could have maybe worked in something in the climax there. Like a scene with him talking to his brother and maybe they resolve it a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, what happened was that they just they had to do the plot i think yeah so they could have resolved it earlier but then you wouldn't have that tension there you know mm-hmm. i i don't know i like seeing what i did of it i wish there was a little bit more conclusive stuff um but yeah it was one of my favorite parts in general stranger things kind of at least for for me stranger things is kind of a tv show for people who only sort of remember the last season <laughs> in the same way that like a lot of the x-men movies are for people who only sort of remember the last movie <laughs> um okay i mean steve yeah 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 that is i mean that is me i am the target audience who does not fully but i do remember yeah me too this is this is my hypothesis based on not entirely remembering the last season yeah 
I could be very wrong. Yeah. So then uh, Lucas and uh, Max are together. Yes. Which is sort of implied in the last season. I believe it was, yeah. And I'm okay with it. Because I'm okay it's, with it. It's, I like both of them. I like them together. Mm-hmm. I think they're their funny and cute. Their characters are good. Yeah. Uh, well Mike, acted. Mike and Lucas in this season only complain about girls. <laughs> for the whole thing. Yeah, which is why it's funny that Will is upset with them. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it reduces their characters a bit. Which I Really? I, yeah, because that's the only thing they do. Yeah, but that makes sense. Sure, but it doesn't make them interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's not like they do too much. Like, Lucas doesn't really have an arc this season, and Mike is just... Does Lucas normally have an arc, sir? I don't remember. No. (laughs) No way. (laughs) I mean, either way, that's a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's just... Like, I just think that what they're doing there is not, like, reducing the characters. I think it makes sense, and it, you know, it plays out accordingly. Sure. I mean, I, I just wish they found ways to do slightly more interesting things with that like i i like the stranger things is paced in the way that it is like eight episodes is a good length for this show yeah um but i do think that you know we could maybe get a bit more in there i don't know i feel like like mike and 11's thing is is interesting just actually uh going back to mike and 11 mike and 11 makes me wildly uncomfortable do you get that from from watching little kids make out no what 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 makes you uncomfortable about that l is she a person because i can't tell she is a person. Okay, you would think that at the beginning of the season because they're making out, and you're like, "Oh, she's a person now," but then she says like weird things where she still like sounds like an alien person and is just repeating the things other people said. I mean, I think that's you know because she does have a bit of arrested development. Um, I, I, it just felt yeah, like you're... they were like changing in and out which kind of eleven they wanted. Sure, I mean, I think that's because she's you know growing up to some extent, and okay. she she's you know putting on different roles um, but i just don't understand her as a person and i never got a scene with her and mike that i understood her as a person actually i never got a scene where i understood her as a person i okay. got a, i got a scene where I, I thought it was interesting what max was bringing up she was like hey mike 11 being with you is weird because she doesn't see other people that sort of yes thing. and i was like hey that makes sense she, she max was... max and 11's friendship in this i love yeah that's wonderful and the best part but then of the also l just repeats max fair point that like literally like she repeats her lines like i I don't know i just don't understand l as a person and that's why it makes me feel weird that mike is is, like with her yeah she's a bit of a cipher and kind of infantilized in a weird way so i i I get what you mean there yeah so that's why Um, that made me a little unhappy i guess yeah i thought the the ideas that max were bringing up were interesting but it didn't go anywhere also i think i agree yeah actually yeah yeah um, that is i think there's this instinct on the part of like people making shows to have characters pair up and being in relationships immediately yeah um and that doesn't entirely work it for these work kids here. yeah i liked lucas and max because even in little moments it was like oh these two you know they're yeah, getting they, they get each other yeah, and they yeah. make sense and i, I like people. that yeah and you, you know you get a little like mike and 11 being cute in the beginning but they don't like I don't remember. You don't actually understand yeah. why they're in a relationship. They're why just they the, love each other. They're just the two protagonists. Right. You know? They're the male and female main character. Right. And in the last two seasons, it's, or, you know, mainly the first season, it's, it's Mike sort of, like, teaching her things. Like, yeah. E.T., right? He's like... Right. This, this which which also makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. They're, they're trying to challenge that a bit with Max being like, oh, hey, Eleven should see other right. people. Which is why... Which is good. good... But thing. at the same time, we don't fully get that. Exactly, yeah. Because um, she's just seeing Max. So. Yeah. 
Like, I, I love their friendship, I want to reiterate. Like, yeah. that's the best part of the show for me. Yeah. Like, it's incredibly cute and charming. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I wish we would have gotten more of that, and I also wish Eleven had been more realized this season. Mm-hmm. Especially since, you know, stuff happens between her and Hopper that I think maybe could be... I mean, maybe that's for next season, but it could be expanded upon that impact on her. Yeah. I I just think Eleven needs to be a person if from i just think she should have been a person this season i don't know i completely agree yeah uh that's all. there were attempts last season i think to play that up a bit more. right when she went off on her own she went off on her own and there are flashbacks about her missing her mom i think or a surrogate mother maybe i don't know more we need more yes just honestly just like a conversation between her and someone else that isn't like how does that work and someone's like well this is how that works love and she goes oh cool I mean, there's a bit less of that in this season, but it's mm. still, like, mm. you know. It's still that. It's still Max is like, let me show you something that you don't know, Elle. And she's like, oh, cool, the mall. Right. And then she, you know, okay. it's a lot of that. That's Anyways. Fair. I like the, the fractured friendship group mm. in this season. I like that Dustin was away and then returns. I yes. That was, a good, that was a good way to show that everything was a little bit broken. Um, and also, you know, keeping a character away from a long, for a long time and then having re- them return is just, like, a good dramatic setup and payoff, I yeah, think. Yeah, wait, he wasn't away, was he? I mean, he wasn't away, but, like, you he know, was they... In, yeah, we didn't them, see... Them not yeah, interacting yeah, yeah, yeah. for a while. Oh, what? He was... We never were away from Dustin, but he was oh. away from them at summer camp. Yes. And then also this season, he sort of spends time away from his friends. Okay, I see yeah. what you mean. Okay, yeah, both I was, of us. I was talking about the first thing. So he comes back from camp, and he's like, oh, I got this cool girlfriend, and no one believes him. And also, I didn't believe him. <laughs> did you believe I, him? I did, because I it, it kept coming up, and I felt like there had to be a payoff there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just didn't believe that. I was like, this guy? No way. <laughs> I was convinced that he didn't have a girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, a lot of me watching this show was just sort of, accepting things I, I don't know like i was i was okay with just look I, I wasn't thinking too much about it what happens is that he's trying to talk to his girlfriend and everyone else gets bored and so so the first group of friends is doing their own thing this season and dustin is alone and he picks up russian radio transmissions, transmissions yeah. yeah and that's the other thing going on this season and then he goes and hangs right out. the the russians are trying to unlock the right they're trying to open uh, the yeah the gate yeah yeah reopen the gate because it was open and 11 closed it last so that's the the main thrust of it i think you know various groups attempting to reopen the gate is getting a bit dull as far as this show goes because that happens every season yeah i get it's like the main antagonist force but yeah i mean like then at the end of the show they set up that's probably going to be the u.s army next season because they show up that's true but uh i didn't think of that um (laughs) I don't know. I like the bit. I like the Russian bit. I thought it was a little bit sort of not taking themselves too seriously. Right. Just being like, haha, Russians. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that worked you know, in all the right ways. I thought it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kept it a little more interesting for me. And it wasn't the only thing. There was a monster thing going on, too. Dustin goes and hangs out with Steve, who's now working at an ice cream parlor. Right. I really enjoy their dynamic. Yeah. I think they were um, friends last season. It's fun. It's yeah. fun, like crossover, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they, their friendship is. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Robin in this. Right. Uh, Robin Steve's is new friend. Steve's new friend, works at the ice cream parlor. Right. Is a hot girl. You you won't cut that. 
uh, and uh, he's yeah, and Steve, Steve's sort of enter at the beginning, and uh, then the whole later, time. yeah, the, yeah, the whole time, and yeah. then later it's revealed that she's um she's gay, and that's pretty neat, I think. So and then the other this I guess there's four things going on this season, right? And there's uh, Nancy and Jonathan who got together last season and are sort of investigating things in a different direction. Right, I hate them. Um, I hate them too. I think that Jonathan has. I don't find them interesting. Jonathan I, I is think. dry like the toast this season. Does nothing yep. except and for uh, let Nancy also, stomp all over him. Also, we still have not resolved that he took pictures of her undressing. In I season agree, one. and I will never forget. Thank you, and John. I will never forget. Or I will never. That. Yeah, because they. I mean, I would if they talked about it, but they just don't. They don't. Yeah, which is annoying. And she knows. Of course, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> and she apparently had no opinion about it. Which is stupid. Yeah, Jonathan is dry like the toast, and Nancy is crazy and walks all over him and is so mean to him. Every time there's, like, a couple thing, except for at the end, she's just mean. She's snarky. And and Jonathan <laughs> just takes it. And it's like, what? Am I supposed to... Like, I just don't like the romance, even. I just think they're both so dull. Yeah, Nancy dull. Nancy's plot this season is like, ah, women have it hard. I mean, that was fine. I actually like that moment yeah. between her and her mom, but I just thought it was sort of uninteresting as Nancy is a character. Yeah, It was I, just sort I, of a concept, you know what I mean? I find it really strange how they build up Nancy's mom as a character in this oh season my God, and then yes. completely drop that after that conversation. Yeah. She's vanished there's, after that. There's a plot in the first episode where she's... They did a bit like this last season where Billy, Max's older brother, yeah. and Steve's rival, is hitting on her. And it was funny for one scene. And then this season, they were like, let's give half an episode to that. The first episode, too, which is a weird pacing thing. It was thing. so weird. I was like, I was like, is this serious? Like, it just it just felt like a joke the first time. And then they just, I don't know why like they that did that would it. That would be, it like, didn't go personally, anywhere. I don't find it to be a funny joke. But if it were, like, you know, a five-minute thing in, like, an episode, like, halfway through the show. But that's what happened that last be... season. Yeah, right? That like, was that, a five-minute thing. That would thing. work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, instead, it's like half of the first episode is like mike's mom considering cheating like on with this like teenage teenage boy i suppose yeah he's like 1920 which is just like i just didn't understand why they did this plot and it was so weird yeah and it made me uncomfortable and also he's awful oh as a person yeah i mean like he's he's supposed to be but you know he didn't really do anything this season yeah that's true but you know last season the thing that happens is that the mind flare infects people which doesn't really go anywhere either that mostly goes somewhere just you know not in the climax it did just... those people die yeah they did okay they they get absorbed into the giant blob mind flare blob, blob. Yeah. and uh then it attacks them at the end and then they get rid of it uh Fair something enough. that i don't know maybe would have been cool if it would be if you know they did more with the mind control possession i thought they would because it was all those scenes of Billy in the basement. Like you'd think there would be like a, a climax there, like some sort of action set piece. Yeah, it was just another monster. End. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, All right. Here's some other opinions I have. Um, I like that there was lots of plots going on, but I thought it was sort of too much. Honestly, there was too many characters, too many cooks in the kitchen. And sure. They introduced two new characters for the Steve and Dustin plotline, which worked. I think if you got rid of Nancy and Jonathan entirely and cut down on Joyce and Hopper, then it would be much better. Yep, that is true. Um, <laughs> because I like the new characters they've introduced. Joyce and Hopper. I like works. Robin. Max was introduced last season. She's great here. Yeah, um, Joyce and Robin. Uh, no, not Joyce and Robin. Joyce and Joyce and Hopper. Joyce and Hopper had a romance thing going this season that was. 
pretty easy to understand. There was lots of that. There was so much of that, even though it was easy to understand and pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it, it could be less. I didn't need them going on like, oh, maybe she doesn't like him. Maybe he's yeah, upset yeah. about that. Yeah, he's yeah. angry. He's going to do, you know, yeah. I don't need all that. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, maybe they go on an adventure, they fall in love a bit. Yeah. You know, that's all I need. And then they brought this And then you can Russian cut down guy. and then you have more time for the kids. Yeah, and there was this Russian guy, the new Russian guy. And mm-hmm. they brought in that guy, Larry, or his name maybe isn't Larry, but, you know. The oh, guy. the... the... Possibly wacky, Larry. Wacky science no one guy. knows his name. His name is possibly Larry. The wacky science guy who has wacky this science. weird thread of making people get together. Yes, that guy. <laughs> Lots of him. You know, there's just a lot of a lot too many characters going on, and it wasn't like yeah. it was unbalanced or anything. It was and also, just like... I I don't like him very much. I find his bit annoying. Okay. Like that was a, was that's fine. subjective, but yeah, he was fine. I think it's just entirely too much of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think that everyone works this season. It's not like. Any, it's not like anyone's not in it, or like it, it just feels like if there was less characters, you could focus more on the ones we already have, um, and that would be better. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so that's all. Um, I mean, and I, I think we agree on the same places to cut out characters, like yeah, you know, yeah. cut down Joyce and Hopper. You know, I would remove, remove Nancy, Nancy and Jonathan, and Jonathan. <laughs> pretty much entirely, yeah. and like maybe just give them like a scene or two, and that probably would have fixed something. Yeah, that would probably like a scene or two relating to other characters. Like it would be good if Jonathan talked to Will, yeah, about what Will's going through, because mm-hmm. that's like really the one thing Jonathan can do in like a positive role. <laughs> wow, <laughs> is bond with his brother? Okay. <laughs> You know, Nancy can maybe talk to Mike about something. Maybe like, hey, girls aren't crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could work. You know. No, you're right. Um. <laughs> um I, yeah, so there was a lot of like, whenever there was a problem in this season, the solution was, hey, there's so many characters, you must have forgotten about one, and they are here to save the day. That is true. <laughs> Every single time. And I always did forget because there was so many goddamn characters. I think I think that works, but they do do it a lot. So much. Personally, I said this earlier, I really like the trope of, you know, removing a character for a while and then they come back and it's a big dramatic entrance and you're like, oh, I forgot about them, but they're back. Yeah. Um, it was. Just, I mean, it was just so easy this season because there's so many characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So overall, I think it was another, another fun Stranger. There was lots of funny stuff. It looked nice. Oh, yeah. I, um, I like it a lot better than season two. Yeah. The direction has improved, I think. Entertaining. Some good character stuff. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it's a lot of just more of the same, and um, I didn't think it was too exceptional in any I way. want the characters to grow organically in interesting ways, and I think it's frustrating here because they hint at that, but they don't fully pay that off in most of the situations. Yeah. In most of, with most of those characters. Well, it looks like going to the next season, they sort of cut down the cast, possibly? I don't know. Uh, I'm not fully sure, but... I fully believe that it will... The next season will take place during Christmas, and that the characters we'll be. Uh, who have, you know, uh, gone in their separate ways will be back by okay. the end of the ne- by right. the next season. I was thinking that maybe they were cutting things down because I was thinking about cutting down characters, and I was like, that's what I would do for next season. I would get rid of, you know, this and this and this, and that would clear the air a little bit. Right. I mean, the thing about that is next season is the last season. Oh. Um. They've said they wanted to do four and then stop. Hmm. Uh, that may have changed recently. I don't think it has. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think they probably don't want to minimize the cast for that. They okay, probably fair wanna, enough. They probably want to give everybody their moment All right. in that. Well, uh, then I am done about Stranger Things 3. Great. Let's, Thought it was uh, good. Good time. Yeah, let's get into our weekly segment. 
Yes. Uh, as we do every week, we talk about uh, San, Diego San Diego Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, you got some uh, news for me? Right, I do. Well, so the first thing is um, the Community movie did not happen. They didn't even mention it at their panel. The Russo brothers, that is. Last week I talked about a potential community movie might might be happening, and it did not. They didn't even mention Community, the show. I'm physically comforting Joe. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. I pat, really, pat. I really appreciate. Excellent. It. Yeah. Okay. What else? Um, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little upset. <laughs> you know the 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 other thing about this uh, the San Diego Comic Con is that not many people announce things. Because Marvel said that they were going to announce their their movie slate for the next couple of years, uh, and then everybody else said, "Well, we don't want to be there because no one's going to talk about us." <laughs> That's right. So we just got to talk about Marvel stuff. All right. Really. Hey, we like Marvel. We do. Yeah. We we do like Marvel here at this show. I sort of like Marvel now that I think about it. Right. It's all right. All yeah. right. Onwards. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go through these. I I think in order of release. I fair suppose. Enough, fair enough. Uh, so first up, there's a there's a Black Widow movie coming next May. Oh, we knew that, right? Uh, we did, but we have a, a bit more information about hey, it. I there's guess. been multiple occasions where I thought I was watching a trailer for a Black Widow movie, and it wasn't. <laughs> so I'm sort of over it. Was that movie Atomic Blonde? Oh. I was like, oh, a Black Widow movie wasn't a Black Widow movie. That's funny. Yeah. I think that a Black Widow movie would have been, you know, way more important and way cooler in the year 2012. When everybody was really into Black Widow. Really? For, were we? A lot of people were. And now we're not into Black Widow? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've been increasingly bored with her. Maybe it's time movies. for her to get a movie so you can be interested. I suppose it's, um, I think it's Scarlett Johansson's last one. They're introducing, I think, a new Black Widow character. Uh, a successor type oh. deal. Okay. Um, I forget that character's name at the moment. Fair enough. Uh, Yelena, it is, actually. Hmm. Um, I don't know her deal because I don't read the Black Widow comics. <laughs> good on you. Maybe not. They could be good. They probably good. Yeah, uh, they have good art. I know. Okay. Uh, I've never even. I don't. Even, can't even imagine the cover of Black Widow comic right now. Wow. Yeah. I've done. I, don't I bet you've seen one. Uh, yeah. Next up is, uh, in November of next year is the Eternals, which is a movie about characters that even I don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> They're a superhero team, right? Yeah, they're created by the Celestials, the giant robot men. Right. Um, Which are not like the things in DC, except they are. What What are you thinking of? <laughs> you know, the things in DC. New gods. Gods. Right, the new gods. Yeah. Uh, no, not, not similar. I mean, the Eternals themselves might be similar, but I don't know that much about them. I'm just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't care. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, the cast seems good. I didn't... Uh, the director, uh, Chloe Zhao, has only done indie movies, to my knowledge, uh, which is, you know, an interesting choice. I like how Marvel is, you know, taking directors and letting them be famous for a little bit, and then they can get whatever project they want after they're done. Uh, I think that's, you know, a, a good deal they have. There is a Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show coming that fall. Wow, that is... Which I'm mildly interested in because uh, Anthony Mackie is now Captain America in those movies. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I also don't think Anthony Mackie has that much screen presence compared to Chris Evans, so I'm interested to see how that plays out, but it, you know, might not be the best. It seems to be sort of 
plot-wise a successor to Civil War. It has a lot of those characters around. Uh, Sharon Carter is going to be in it, I believe. Okay. And also the the villain from Civil War, Baron Zemo. Wow, Baron uh, Zemo. It's <laughs> great. Sorry, I'm just. You're slowly killing me <laughs> as I get tired and tired of Marvel. <laughs> um, what's next? Oh, geez. Um, there's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, you showed me that picture, and I went, oh, okay. Right, which is, I believe, the greatest title of any movie ever made in history. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I would be more. I'd be more interested in that. I, I'd be interested in that. If right. There was any more information? Uh, what do you know? Simu Liu is starring as Shang Chi. Uh, he was in the sitcom Kim's Convenience, which I like. Uh, so he's good in that. Probably make a great Shang Chi. Okay. Uh, you know, master of kung fu. Sounds what, good. What What more do you need? Uh, I don't know. What more do I need? What's next? <laughs> They're making a Scarlet Witch TV series called WandaVision, which we technically knew about beforehand, and we still don't know that much about. It seems to be based partly on the Tom King Vision comic, which you've read and are also looking at because it's on my desk. I like this comic a lot. Um, (laughs) I think it's hilarious, and a good... The thing I like most about it is that it's not like any other superhero comic. It's a funny, it's a comedy comic. Oh yeah, it's very much its own thing. It's it's yeah. similar to Tom King's other series for DC, Mr. Miracle, which mm-hmm. I also lent you. Uh, that one's working on it. More depressing, but um, okay. You know, it's it, they have similar vibes. I think. Well, uh, they're both you know incredibly crafted works. I think. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, they play with that in the, the TV show. Um, I, I don't care that much about the movie's version of Scarlet Witch. I think that they've done a terrible job realizing either her or Vision, which, um, you know, I think is definitely something that they could expand upon with the show, and they have to, I think. Um, Monica Rambeau is going to be in that show. Spectrum. They've cast her. I think that's neat. Uh, a, a kid version of her was in the Captain Marvel movie because that was set in the 90s. Oh. Uh, she was good there. Um, she wasn't, you know, really a character beyond I'm a cute little kid, yeah. but that was fun. Yeah. Next up, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I do not care about. Wow. Uh, it's a Doctor Strange sequel. It's coming out that May of 2021, and I don't care. Scarlet Witch, I don't is care also, Scarlet Witch is also in that one, cool. apparently. Well, she can do magic. So. Right, uh, which makes sense. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't care about either of those characters. Yes, me neither. Especially not in the Excellent. MCU. Okay, now that we've gotten all three of those things I don't care about, is there more? There is. Oh, okay. Uh, there's an animated What If TV series. Oh, uh-uh, no. Starring a lot of the or a lot of the actors from the, the voice MCU. Actors, yeah. You know, it's kind of neat, yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be doing... Alternate takes on various MCU events. Um, next up, they're making a Loki TV series wow. about that version of Loki who escaped with the Cosmic Cube in Endgame. I don't care that much. I don't care. <laughs> next up, we have the thing that I, I, I really do care about, which is uh, Thor Love and Thunder, Thor 4. <laughs> yep. Which I think is a fantastic title and is probably going to be a fantastic movie. Okay. Uh, it's about um, you know our friend Thor. But also Jane Foster is Thor in this one, mm-hmm. um, based on you know the recent run of comics where she became Thor, uh, Mighty Thor. Um, it's probably going to be neat. Uh, they've confirmed that uh, Valkyrie is gay in this one, which is cool. 
uh, in that already. Yeah, we we knew about that, but they 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 okay. cut yeah. the scene where it actually happens oh. in that movie. Cool. Oh, uh, how could I forget? There's a Hawkeye TV series based on the Matt Fraction and Dave Aja comic. I like that comic. I think really it's liked. good. Good thing Kate Bishop's gonna be in that. I don't care about the Jeremy Renner version of Hawkeye, is and I he probably in the show. He is okay, and I probably won't care about him, even if they you know make him closer to the books. Uh, since I, I just I don't think he's a very charming actor, to be quite honest. Fair I'm enough. I'm excited for Kate Bishop to be in it. Uh, yeah. I don't Wait, think wasn't Kate already his daughter or something? No. Okay. He just I... was training his daughter Sorry. to do archery I in was Endgame. Confused then. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kate Bishop's gonna be in it. Um, that that's neat. I think. Uh, the TV show probably won't be better than the comic, so, you know, it's just gonna exist for me, and I'm probably gonna watch and say that was fine. Yeah. Which you know I do with a lot of these movies, but. <laughs> Joe, I, I gotta tell you, I think I'm done with this Marvel. Yeah, train. I mean, well, uh, there's nothing left to talk about. I I no, I mean just in in, in all of Marvel. Oh, gotcha. the way you've been talking about all the things I should be excited for, I'm just not. I think I'm done. I'm just only gonna do the things that you drag me to the movie theater for. That is entirely fine. That's what's happening, man. I mean, I'm a little done with Marvel, <laughs> the movies as a whole. I'm just tired of this conversation we just had about all those things that <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I'm done. I mean, because like you know, I'm only really excited for that Thor movie, and that's coming out after all those other things oh my god <laughs> that's coming out november 2021 so that's like that's, two years that's rough two and a half years yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah i quit uh this is my formal resignation from caring mm. you've said that a lot but you also enjoyed endgame oh it's so. good i liked endgame it's entertaining yeah. had a good time i mean i don't disagree with you i've never i've never been the biggest fan of the mcu movies but i also am intensely critical of them like i care <laughs> yeah uh you know i love guardians of the galaxy 2 that's my favorite one um i think that that's you know the the best iteration of that concept you know i i like a lot of the other movies the ragnarok black panther rip both really good Endgame i thought it was a ton of fun even if i have some major problems with it hmm. the rest mostly fine you know i enjoy some of them on some days more than others uh and i think we're about done here yeah we're done we're done this yeah <laughs> okay nick i believe you have a wise quote for us i do have a wise quote uh it's from probably the bible i don't really know where it's from it cool. goes like this i was in uncharted at one point i found it in his notebook oh i see and it says as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend Thank you for listening to Out of Our Heads, a pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bordner and Nick Protopapis. You can contact us at outofourheadspod at gmail.com, and my Twitter handle is at joby underscore draws. You can read my webcomic Aeronauts at jobydraws.com. As always, Nick has nothing to promote. We'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It would really help out the show. Bye.